Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 72 of the Still City Insider Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jeremy Ritz, alongside the Jim Wexel. Jim, how are you this fine Tuesday? Pretty beat up, Jeremy. Uh, camp is taking its toll on the writers. We're very tired. Well, Our- the players are fine. But the writers are very tired. So it's the it's the dog days of camp, not just for uh, the the players, but for for the writers. You guys are worn down. Sounds like everybody's worn down. Everybody's tired. Yeah, it's uh, it's time. A lot of sun. A lot well, of sun. A lot of sun. A lot of fatigue is setting in, but it is an exciting week because this weekend we do get the dress rehearsal for your Pittsburgh Steelers, the second preseason game. Uh, in which they will take on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, We're going to talk about that, preview that game, uh, what we're going to be looking forward to. But we do have their first preseason contest to talk about, their 27-17 victory over the Buccaneers in Tampa. Jim and I are going to be covering all that uh, here today. Um, Before we do that, please make sure that you check out the Still City Insider. Um, Jim, I know that you're working currently working on a new book, but there, uh, if you haven't read On the Clock, please check that out. You can find that at jimwexel.com. Anything else that you want to uh, give a plug to on the site? No, let's talk football. All right, so let's jump in. So nice win here this past Friday. The Steelers defeat the, the Buccaneers, and it's got to start with the quarterback and how the offense looked pretty sharp, pretty crisp there early on. And we'll get started by talking about Kenny Pickett, who uh, looked pretty accurate and precise there on that uh, scoring drive. Your thoughts on Pickett and his touchdown pass to George Pickens? Well, you know, it's funny. We talk about how great this draft class is currently. And someone brought up to me DeMarvin Leal, who's looked good too. I I mean, you know, this, this draft class Broderick Jones, Darnell Washington, Joey Porter Jr., Keanu Benton, Trice, Spencer Anderson, Nick Herbig. It seems like a great class. But go back and look at last year's class. Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, Marvin Leal, Connor Hayward, Calvin Austin. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. So that's two really good draft classes they put together, and Kenny Pickett is the leader of them all. And I don't know what else to say. Ken, I thought Kenny Pickett's play was pretty self-explanatory. I mean, he he was decisive. He, he, he threw Pickens open, hit him in stride. That's all the things we've been wanting to see. He, he showed it. Yeah. And I know you wrote about in your column that, uh, you know, the, that this is Matt Canada's year where he's had players in place. He's had the pieces in place now. Um, and, you know, his, his first few seasons, he had a, an older quarterback who he had to adapt his game to. But this really is the, the first year where he has his pieces in place. And maybe we saw a little bit of that on display on Friday night. This is the year we can rightfully blame him if things go south again. But, you no, know, he hasn't had an offensive line. It looks like he has one now. Hasn't had a quarterback. Looks like he has one now. Maybe it's Pickett's second year. So... Yeah, I don't know what else to say. I mean, the jet sweep looks a lot better when someone with four three speeds running it. Yes, one hundred percent. And you're speaking of uh, Calvin Austin there. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll jump around a little bit just to to things that that stood out in that contest. But you talked about the 
the jet sweep with Austin, but there was also the the deep bomb to Austin from Mason Rudolph, which was a beauty of a throw where he got to put on display what he's shown so much in camp here this summer, that speed. Um, and Rudolph put the ball where it was perfectly great explosive play, touchdown. Um, thoughts on Austin's performance and the throw by Rudolph? Well, Austin is fast and he can play. He's no Driarch. He carries pads. Same, same kind of size, but he looked good again in practice today. Uh, Mason Rudolph throws the most beautiful deep ball, but you're standing on the sideline and he throws an out, and it doesn't look like it's going to make it. You know, he he just doesn't have the arm strength, and he throws those deep balls beautifully. So he's got that. He knows how to rainbow arch it. Yeah. 100%, 100%. And then if we look at the the backup quarterback, uh, the number two, uh, Trubisky, didn't play that great of a game, probably was, well, I don't know if he was the worst of the four quarterbacks that played, but he, uh, you know, wasn't at the top of the list, but Rudolph did outplay him. And your guy, the one guy that you wanted to see play, uh, you know, the four-string quarterback, did get some reps in this contest. Um but it's probably safe to say he's not going to uh, have a spot on this roster. But do you, um, do you do you still think he has a chance for the practice squad? Oh, we'll see. The coaches know what he knows. I, I think he has a strong arm, but he didn't play well. Uh, and, and, you know, the offensive line was a mess. Uh, but he didn't play well. He didn't impress. He's got to show up more. And I don't know if he's going to get another chance. Like Jordan Bird, you know, don't fair catch the ball, son. This is your only game. This is your only chance. You got Gunnar Olszewski and Calvin Austin in front of you. So same thing with uh, Tanner uh, Morgan. He, mm. He's not going to have another chance. Practice squad. I don't know. Um, what was your other questions? Um, we're just talking about Trubisky. I think you hit on everything there. Oh, Tr- Trubisky. Yeah, he just had a bad game. He's better than Rudolph. He's the number two. He's a good number two. But hopefully, we've heard enough of. There's been an undercurrent of uh, Trubisky over Pickett. And, you know, the anal- analytics guys on Twitter, you know, sending sending every uh, they're screaming at all the sports writers. You know, they're going to make they're going to make a change by having the sports writers tweet about whatever their analytics are. Um, Kenny Pickett's a better quarterback, and hopefully, we don't have to hear any more of that crap. So, yeah, Trubisky's a number two. He's a good number two. Keep him there. Yep. Yep. 100%. Shifting gears a bit, Jim, talking about the offensive line. One player that, you know, I I wanted to see, I'm sure a lot of people wanted to see was rookie first round pick Broderick Jones. Uh, Got a lot of snaps in in this contest, a lot of work, Um, you know, still competing uh, in theory for potentially starting spot, but more than likely that's not going to happen until later in the season. He did give up a, uh, a sack in this contest, his first preseason action. Uh, how did you feel about his performance? But then also zooming out, looking at the the uh, totality of the offensive line. How do you feel the offensive line performed in general? Well, it was only one drive. Siamalo, uh that was the only drive he played. So it went well. Uh, it was a touchdown drive. So I'm going to assume the line played well. I didn't. I didn't break down the O line film. There was really nothing to break down. There was no real. Um, no real collapses anywhere. So uh, Broderick Jones, 
uh, great athlete, great feet. Those are the things you you want at left tackle. Uh, big guy, nasty disposition, finisher, um, still needs work with his hand usage, still needs work. He's not the starter yet. I'm not sure how soon he will be, but tackles just don't happen overnight. Uh, yeah, Dan Moore played his whole rookie season, but he didn't play all that well. This team has higher expectations than that. Uh, I will say that Chooks jumped today, and I don't know if you noticed, they ha- they seem to have a new rule this year amongst the team that if an offensive lineman jumps, he's taken out immediately. So w- when Chooks jumped, they yanked him, moved uh, um, Dan Moore over to right tackle, and put Broderick in a left tackle. And, you know, that's no surprise, but even for one snap, they did that. That is going to be, that's how it's going to be going forward. I don't know if Chooks is the one tackle they've targeted that eventually needs replaced, but Dan Moore is the swing guy, even though he's a starter. Okay. And I'm trying to think a core four. I know signed that three year deal. I'm not sure if this is the, the I think next year is the last year of his contract. And I think it's going to be a lot of money and there's a good possibility. He could get the ax and be a cap savings. Okay. Just, just a guess. Cause I see, I thought they were going to cut him. They not, I didn't think they were going to cut him. I thought there was a chance they could cut him this year before his, they had to pay his roster bonus. He had a big roster bonus in, I believe March. Okay. Uh, so, um, yeah, they, you know, they couldn't cut him and assume they were going to get their tackle in the draft. Right. Right. And then Kendrick green, I know when I was out of camp, we got to see him, uh, you know, in that fullback starring role, he didn't obviously have a, a, a great showing there on Friday, one game, you don't want to put too much emphasis on, on one preseason contest, but is he, uh, in danger of losing his roster spot? If he does or continues to show something at fullback, does that save him? Or how do you feel about his status right now? Fullback could save him. Mm -hmm. But, man, he's got to play a little better at center. Yeah. If you're going to be an emergency guy, he's somewhat viable. I don't know if he showed that. I don't don't know if his struggles at center are continuing or not. Um, It's going to be a numbers game. He played a a fullback for a, a rep today went in motion and he and um darnell washington doubled cornerback madre harper <laughs> and pushed him all the way up the hill to the dorm <laughs> oh man that poor guy <laughs> I, I i don't know if he was talking smack or if kendrick just you know lacked awareness of why he did not need to help darnell washington block a cornerback but and that happened right in front of us standing there. So that was pretty amusing. Wow. Ouch. And I, I don't know what to say about Kendrick. He's got to play a little better center. Yeah. I, he's the only lead fullback blocker they have. He's the only yeah. ISO guy they have. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Connor Hayward is his fullback on paper, but he's not a lead blocker. Yeah. He can get in your way. He can do some good things. You know, he's he can inline block every now and then, but he – He's not a natural lead blocker, and Ken Kendrick seemed to be. So he still has a chance. Yeah, he still has a chance. So that I'm sure that makes him feel a little bit better. 
Um, well, so- I don't know. When he has to watch his own tape, that probably makes him feel a little worse. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't mean to be putting him down, but you got to play better now. Yeah. Well, it, it seems like the same things that he struggled with as a rookie are still present, you know, in year number three, which, you know, you're either going to grow or that's just something that's part of your game, unfortunately for him. But who knows, maybe the, the light bulb will go on for him, too. Shifting over to the defensive side of the ball, you did highlight the uh, inside backer position on one of your morning afters. Uh, and, you know, my love of uh, inside linebackers, but Quan Alexander continued to shine. He, he's been uh, solid in camp, but was uh, impressive on Friday. What say you about Mr. Alexander? I mean, all you got to, all you had to do is mention his name and I smiled. I, know. I mean, you know what I mean? I, I think you, people feel the same way. Uh, people who love watching inside linebackers. I was talking to Mike Pursuta today. He feels the same way. I mean, uh, how are you going to keep that guy out of the lineup from what he's showing? Now, I don't know if he has fresh legs from taking the whole offseason off and showing up and w- whether he is that quick to diagnose or if he's just coming every snap to, to because he's the backup right now. But he got in on third and two. So that's kind of a rundown, but he still replaced the rundown uh, backer, uh, Landon Roberts, third and two. More of a threat to pass, but that's when he stuffed the running back in the hole. I think it was for a loss or for no gain. Hey, you got to like him. He's a run and hit guy. This is the kind of guy Tomlin's been looking for ever since Lawrence Timmons, Ryan Shazier, you know, run and hit guy. They thought Devin would be that, and he's, he wasn't. I don't know. Quan Alexander's fourth team in four years. Do you all of a sudden revert to pre injury form? Oh, he looks pretty good. And Atlanta Roberts looks good. And I tell you, Cole Holcomb had a good practice today. Najee Harris cannot get open against Cole Holcomb. Mm. I don't know if Najee Harris, if that's a problem for him. I just watched him today. He really has no explosiveness, no pizzazz at all. Jalen Warren's the better running back. I don't know how many times to say it. And I, I don't, you know, you know that Najee and I haven't seen eye to eye on things over the year. I don't want to sound like I really don't care if people don't want to inter- be interviewed by me. It really doesn't hurt my feelings. I don't hold a grudge. <laughs> so I, I hesitate to criticize Najee because then people, I, I told people on our, on our, our site that, you know, we had a, people want to know about the character of guys. I can't say everyone's a good guy. I did say, Hey, it was just me and him. You know, it, it, it he maybe he just doesn't like me, and that's fine. Maybe he he is a good guy. He helps all those orphans everywhere. Yeah, man, he just so forget all that. It, it's not personal with me. Jalen Warren's better. Yeah. He, maybe I'm stupid, but I'm not vindictive. Yeah, I just think Jalen Warren's more explosive. I, I just I worry that they're going to try to feed Najee and get things rolling the slow way. You know, let's establish the run with Najee. I don't see him doing it. So how many games do you waste doing that? Or Cole Holcomb is maybe the greatest coverage backer the Steelers have had. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that would be a nice, uh, that would be a nice wrinkle to have in that defense, the the coverage skill there from, uh, from Holcomb. How about Morgan? Yeah. Yeah. That's another guy who was drafted in that last year's draft. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he he showed some real pizzazz, some real pop, some explosiveness. He left his feet to drill him back in the in the in the chest on one play. Um, and today again, sideline to sideline, a lot of fervor, uh, a lot of tenacity, big time run stuffer, exciting prospect. Absolutely, he, he'll make the team. But that's that's a pretty stacked position now. Yeah, Nick Kwiatkowski played pretty well too, and Tanner Muse is a good special teams player. Good, decent coverage. Decent. He would have made the team last year. Maybe started last year. Yeah. Tanner Muse, but uh, man, there's a lot of inside linebackers, and I, I have Robinson as the fourth. Kwiatkowski's the fifth. Muse is the sixth. You usually don't keep more than four. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that position could it could be complete 180 over the performance that we had last year. Well, look at the defensive line too. You know, guy like Armand Watts is starting today, filled in for uh, Ogan Jopi. They've give 94 Armand Watts a lot of time, and I don't know where he fits. I don't know if they're just taking a long look at him or he's been deserving of getting this many reps in practice and in the game. Um, but they have, they have Cam, they have Ogan Joby, they have, and I, I like it nose tackle. I like uh, Braden Fajoko hmm. as opposed to Montrevious Adams. So Montrevious Adams is in the mix too. So you know that's that's four guys there. I don't know if you keep Adams and Fajoko. So let's just say three. And then behind them is Leal four, Loudermilk five, because Loudermilk looked good too. He looks like he's grown into an Aaron Smith size five tech. I mean, right. he's not the athlete Aaron was, so he can't give you that surprising pass rush that Aaron could every now and then. Mm-hmm. But big time run stuffer with long arms and hold up the hold up the blockers at the line and let the running backs make plays. That Loudermilk looks like an old school Steelers five tech. <laughs> and uh, Ben, excuse me, Benton looked great. Mm-hmm. I, I mean. Uh, maybe not at nose tackle again. He was playing some nose tackle, but so where where does that leave me? Six. Then you got Armin Watts, seven. Um, well, and, and again, there's only three spots there, and they only use really two and a half spots. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, you can keep five, six. Man, you hate to cut a good defensive lineman just because of numbers. Yeah. So, you know, a guy like that's that's where you Kendrick Green loses, I think, to either an extra inside linebacker or an extra uh, defensive lineman. Even the outside linebackers are deep. Uh, um, not, uh, 54 Golden looked really good, really explosive in the game. He came free a couple times. And boy, Herb, Nick Herbie, another yeah. great traffic. You know, wow. Uh, and then the starters. So that's four. And Quincy Roche had a really good practice today. Really good. It's funny, you know, they so guys like that start to have really good practices when they start counting the numbers and looking around yeah. and hearing the fire and during during film. So um, I mean that that's five outside linebackers. Uh I don't I don't know that there are any more than that, but there's some there's some depth up front. Yeah, in the front in in the front seven. So solid depth. Good competition, yeah. all coming together, consolidating for this weekend's dress rehearsal. What are you yeah. looking forward to on Saturday in this contest against the Bills? Well, uh, 
if what we saw, I, I want to see if what we saw last week was a mirage because now they're playing the Bills and you assume the Bills are going to play more starters than Tampa did. Yes. I don't know if Tampa's in free fall. They didn't look good. Yeah. So you, I temper that a little bit, but I, I don't want to temper it too much because it was fun. It was exciting. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, why, why, why bring me down by saying it's a preseason game against third teamers for Tampa Bay? Right. But Buffalo, I don't think anybody will be able to say that. I think this will be as good a caliber of competition as you can ask for in preseason. So everything we saw last week again, and now we're really all happy. There we go. So I, I'm not, not that I'm a fan. I'm not being a fan, but. You know, a winning team is is easier to cover, right? I mean, everybody's in a better mood. I hey, for 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 me, I I know I will be in a better mood because I'm I'm half I'm half press half fan. I'm a hybrid. I'm a well, like you you can be that, and you yeah. can admit to being a fan. Ours, I can't. Right. Even though, you know, you do you do uh, begin to respect the players. They become I don't want to say friends. But you start to root for some of these guys. You see some of the pain and blood and guts they go through. And so you do start rooting for them. Like Pat Fryermuth come over to the sideline today again with the fist bump. You know, you saw what I said. Hey, Muth. Yeah. Said it right. <laughs> and uh, he said, how's things going over here? He goes, I can't. He goes, I actually can't wait to get out of here. He goes, the fans are great, but uh, I've had enough. I've yeah. had enough. I want to get back. To, to a quiet environment and just deal with the media as opposed to the whole. And uh, I just looked down at his quads. I said, how much you squat? And he said, in college, 595. I said, wow. I wow. said, uh, he goes, but I don't squat anymore. I just do some kind of leg presses. Yeah. I said, man, your quads sure look like you squat. Just, I mean, remember Jeff Reed? They called him Quadzilla. Yeah, this is Quadzilla too. Wow. So, but anyway, it, it is all fun, uh, and you you do want it to continue, and you do want them to do well, even if you're so called objectively. Right. Right. Well, I think Muth put it perfectly there. Maybe he's speaking for the audience when they say, "I've had enough." <laughs> and with that, that is the end of episode number seventy-two. Hopefully, we prepped you for this Saturday's contest against the the Bills. Um, Jim, great stuff today. You can check out Jim's work Thanks. on Still City Insider. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Jim Wexel. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. And we will see you back here for episode number 73. That's Joel Steed, right? 73? No, he was 93. 93, 73. Okay. 73. Yeah, I know is Kendall Simmons. Okay. Isn't Craig Wolfley 73? See, I don't Maybe want to admit to the number now because I made the error there. Maybe we should bring Wolf on next week in, in honor of his episode. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, everybody. I'll be on the Wolf. I'll be on the Wolfly show tomorrow at ten on uh, Steeler Nation Radio with Max Starks. I'll right. plug Wolf, so maybe that'll help him come on with us next week. There we go. That sounds like okay, Jeremy. All right, thank you, Mr. Wax. We'll have a good day. <laughs> Take care. All right, thanks, brother. <laughs> <laughs>